you relate to this? You're an adult child who has no kids and it's the holidays. Your parents call a week or two before and ask where you're going to be spending them this year. You can hear the expectation in their voice that you better say with them or they're going to try and hide their disappointment and fail miserably. This in turn makes you feel guilty because before you even had a chance to open your mouth to respond. Instead of saying what you really feel, which is, well, we were going to spend a few hours in the morning here at home ourselves and then head to XYZ's house so we don't have to drive as much this year, you end up saying, we haven't really decided. What are you doing? This is then followed by them telling you that your brother and his family of five aren't going to travel anywhere again this year because it's their tradition to stay at home with the kids all day. So everyone is meeting at your brother's house to make it more convenient for them, and they'd really love to see you. Add to that that your parents are divorced, so this call happens twice and is then followed by, it'd be really nice if you'd stop by our house as well so we can see you, even if it's just for a few minutes. When you know full well, that turns into a few hours because, again, it's rude to show up to someone's house for just a few minutes. After you've set up two different holiday events in one day, both of which are at least two hours away from where you live, your husband tells you his mom needs to know if we're going to be at their house for Christmas this year because we haven't been in a few years. Here comes more guilt and an argument with your husband over why we don't see his family as much as yours or vice versa which then turns into the two of you being mad at each other for the rest of the day, thinking that the other's family isn't as important to you. Rinse and repeat every year. Happy holidays. If this sounds familiar, you're my people. Andrew and I go through this every holiday, every birthday party, every family event. We don't have kids. Therefore, it's automatically assumed by our families that we A, have more time than anyone else to run around and make all these engagements, B, we want to run around and make all these engagements, and C, We should be more understanding that it's harder for our siblings with kids to be the ones traveling. Okay, the last one I completely get, but here's the thing. Just because we understand doesn't mean we should feel obligated to do a total 180 of our plans solely because we don't have children. In today's episode of the Life Beyond Infertility podcast, I'm going to be unpacking some of these unfair expectations society and our families put on adult children without kids during the holidays. Everything from... How do you deal with that one family member who continues to ask you every year why you don't have kids to how to stop feeling guilty for turning down invites to 12 different events? You're probably asking yourself, how does she even know? Well, let me do a quick introduction if you're new here. I'm Charlie Dice. I'm a child-free, not-by-choice millennial who struggled with infertility for eight years. Our journey included three miscarriages, DNCs, failed fertility treatments, and ultimately the devastating decision that traditional parenthood just wasn't meant for us. After coming to that conclusion, we felt even more lost, isolated, and depressed than we did while we were trying to conceive. All the people who were with us throughout our journey to have a baby disappeared. Fertility clinics stopped checking in, people I'd met in groups online stopped messaging, and we felt like we were on an island all by ourselves with no hope of rescue. I did my own research, of course, but found very little out there for people who were either trying to decide if ending their journey was right for them or had made that decision and were asking themselves like I was, now what? Chasing fertility had been our entire lives and become an obsession for almost the last decade. How did we just turn those feelings off and move forward? What was our purpose in life now? Where did we go from here? Finding almost no information or support, I decided I'd figure it out myself. I worked for a year and a half. Reading, writing down my feelings, posting on social media to share my story and get things out into the universe, even if it meant I was the only one who'd ever read it. The result was my own healing journey, 
where my husband and I were able to come to terms with our new reality and actually find happiness and purpose again. Today, we're closer than we've ever been, and we're able to look back on what we went through with a lens of hope and excitement for the future, rather than being stuck in that painful past. All this to say, I've been where you are now. I know what it feels like to feel hopeless, abandoned, and angry at the world. This podcast is a way for me to, hopefully, bring awareness to those of us out there who didn't get to be a member of the Earthside Mom Club, but who still want, and frankly deserve, a life where we're not just surviving, but thriving a life beyond infertility. Let's dive into today's episode, Holiday Realities for Adult Kids Without Kids. Welcome to the Life Beyond Infertility podcast, the show where we talk about what happens when building a family doesn't go as planned and how to find happiness anyway. My name is Charlie Dice, and my mission is to help women struggling with fertility feel empowered and supported in their life choices and help them find peace no matter where they're at in their journey. As someone who struggled with infertility for eight years, which included three miscarriages, failed fertility treatments, and the only one in our immediate families who doesn't have kids, I know what it's like to feel left out, ashamed, and silenced. This podcast is a passion project for me. I hope you enjoy, and if it helps you in any way, please consider leaving a rating and a review. It means the world to me to have your support. And if you're looking for a fast track into healing your fertility grief and learning how to embrace a life that's still fulfilling, check out my website, www.charliedice.com. Here you'll find information on my signature one-on-one coaching program, as well as lots of free stuff to get you started. Now let's dive into today's episode. Holidays in general are stressful, right? I don't think it really matters whether or not you have kids, don't have kids. Holidays, whether you celebrate them or not, are an emotional time, can be a triggering time. All that aside, it is a time where as a childless, child-free, not-by-choice woman, I always dread. And I hate that because I do genuinely like the holidays. I like when family is here. I like being included in things. I think we all do just kind of that sense of togetherness the holidays bring. But What I don't like about it is that there's always this expectation that my husband and I are going to have to be the ones to bend and change our plans and compromise, you know, to suit those of us in the family that do have children. The most frustrating thing for me is just feeling like my thoughts and opinions and feelings don't matter as much as those that have children during this time. And I understand holidays are special when there are children involved because we do want to see things through a child's eyes, like getting to experience Christmas morning for the first time and opening all those gifts and having family gather around and see how a child has changed from one year to the next. I do understand that. But on the other hand, It's still a time that we as a childless, child-free community, I feel really get the short end of the stick. So I wrote down five ways that I personally feel we as adult children without kids have unfair expectations put on us during the holidays. And I'm going to go through them. And for each one of them, I'm going to explain a little bit about why I feel it's an unfair expectation. And then I'm going to provide you with a little bit of you know, if you want to call it guidance or just an example of how we have handled that 
unfair expectation over the years. And don't get me wrong, we still struggle with some of these and we're not perfect. But navigating this for the last 16 years, we do have some experience that hopefully will help others out there who are either new to this or still struggle after a long time that will be helpful to you. The first one being that we always have to be the ones to travel because, quote, it's not as disruptive to you, you don't have kids, unquote. And just because we don't have children doesn't mean that we already don't have our own plans or that we don't have our own holiday traditions that we've established as a family of two that we want to honor and we want to observe. It doesn't mean that we aren't happy to go to other people's houses during this time, but that we may not be able to get there when you want us to or stay as long as you want us to. It is something that we too would like to just be able to spend the holidays how we want and maybe even relax a little bit rather than being constantly in the rat race of trying to make sure we hit everybody's house on the same 24 or 12-hour period. So our solution to this has been just being more honest with our family about the fact that we also would like to have some time to ourselves. It's just a matter of, you know, speaking up, telling them what you need, even if it feels icky to do so, the more you do it, I promise you the easier it will get. And we don't do it in a disrespectful way. That's not what I'm saying. As an example, you can just say we have a tradition where we make each other breakfast in the morning and we like to have our coffee and stay in our pajamas and we just open our own gifts, sit with our dogs, take them for a walk, and then we're happy to go about our day and go see other people. And if they don't understand that, then unfortunately that's on them. We should not feel guilty about that. And that's how we handle that first one. But I do think it is a common misconception that it's not as disruptive to those of us without children to have to travel on the holidays, when in reality, it may not be. But it also is our prerogative, and we also deserve to have a little bit of time to ourselves before stepping into all the chaos that happens with all the different events that you you know attend during this time. The second unfair expectation or consequence, I guess, I have experienced being a childless adult during the holidays is parents visiting you last, if at all, because, quote, holidays are more special with the grandkids, unquote. And I am not a parent or a grandparent, so I do not judge any parent or grandparent for saying this. I actually see the logic in this and think that you know, absolutely for them, holidays are more special with your children and grandchildren. What I'm saying though is that it does make a childless, child-free adult child feel less valued than their siblings that have children when they're always put on the lowest priority in terms of visitations. There's been a lot of instances where 
my parents have made plans with my brother during this time and his family. And then, you know, we kind of get the bottom of the barrel pickings in terms of what dates we can see them if we're not able to make it during the times that they're visiting my brother. And, you know, again, I understand the logic. What I'm saying, though, is maybe just recognize that this is something that happens if you are a parent or a grandparent and just understand that it may make your adult child feel less valued or undervalued as compared to their sibling with children. And the way that we have handled this, or I at least have handled this over the years, is it took me a long time. But I did finally in the last, I'd say, three years start speaking up and talking to my parents about this and saying, this makes me feel this way. And I know you're not doing it on purpose, but it would be nice if maybe you can bring the family to our house so that we can spend time with everybody at the same time. We can also see my parents or his parents at the same time and just be together in a way that we're not getting the short end of the stick or having to pick days that don't necessarily work for us to see family because it's centered around when they can see the grandkids. So if you're struggling with this one and you have the type of relationship with your parents that you feel like you at least can be somewhat honest with them or you're willing to be honest with them, I think it really does go a long way because a lot of times I don't think your parents even realize that they're doing it and they do genuinely feel guilty about it and not that it's your intention to make someone feel guilty, but you do need to express your needs and express when you're feeling hurt and left out. So that there's at least awareness around it that it's happening and that you can take steps like we do where we try to get everybody maybe to come to our house so that we're not feeling undervalued, if that makes sense. The third unfair expectation that I wrote down that happens to us a lot during this time as adult children without kids is running ourselves ragged on the holiday to visit multiple houses because the assumption is there that we somehow have more time than everyone else because we don't have children. Obviously, the logic is there again where, yes, if you do have children, you have less time for yourself, uh, yourselves, but it doesn't equate to an apples-to-apples comparison that the childless, child-free sibling also has less time. Again, we try to fill or we do fill our days with things that fulfill us or that we're obligated to do. And you should not feel as though you need to visit three or four different houses on the same day simply because you don't have children and it's easier somehow for you to do that. So the solution that we have come up with and found over the years is the simple answer of saying no. You're allowed to say no and you're allowed to be okay with that decision and not feel guilty about it. So we, if somebody texts me or calls me, and asks or invites us, maybe not doesn't even ask, but invites us to their house and we already have other obligations on the schedule that day, 
I just simply say thank you so much for the invite. We really appreciate it and we would love to see you. But unfortunately, we're already going to X, Y, and Z's house. And then after that, we're stopping by ABC's house. And so we're just not going to have time to fit it in all in that day. But we would love to come out and see you on a different weekend or you're welcome to come out and visit us whenever it suits you. So let's let's make a date for that. Let's get something scheduled later. And usually the response is positive and they're not offended. At least they don't come across that way via text or if we speak on the phone. And it tends to just be a more thoughtful way to address the situation. Because again, you are not required to set yourself on fire in order to save somebody else. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I get from this one is that for years we did run ourselves ragged and we felt like the holidays were just a complete blur, complete chaos. We had no idea what was even happening half the time. And we got to January and we were like, what the hell just happened? And I don't like feeling like that. And my husband doesn't like feeling like that. I don't think anybody does. This is a solution that we found where over the years it's just kind of evolved. And we've gotten, I think, obviously we've gotten older and more, I don't want to say care less about what people think. But, you know, that is, you just tend to know what you like and know what you want more and it just kind of comes across that way in your interactions with people. The solution that we've found to be most helpful is responding to those invites. You know, certainly don't ignore anybody because that causes more hurt feelings, but just responding honestly and saying, we'll catch up with you later and and do do that. Like do catch up with them later so they don't feel put off and left out because you know how that feels and you don't want to make anyone else feel that way. But again, you are not required to set yourself on fire to save somebody else. The fourth unfair expectation that I wrote down is the expectation that child-free, childless siblings give more bigger, larger, choose an adjective gifts because you somehow have more money because you don't have children. And again, the logic says that children are very expensive. Not arguing that point at all. And I understand that we as childless folks tend to have more discretionary income than those with children. But again, that is not a universal truth. Just because we don't have children does not mean that we have more money or that we have more money to spend on discretionary things. The solution that my husband and I came up with this one is that we always give every niece and nephew the same thing, whether it's for a birthday, whether it's for a holiday. It's always the same. It's money in a card. The kids now know what's coming. They know to expect it. I know when I was growing up, I had grandparents or aunts and uncles that would do the same thing. And honestly, I loved it because I knew that I could count on, you know, that person giving me X amount of dollars. And I already in my head knew how I was going to spend it. And that was fun. It was something that I looked forward to. So I don't I want to encourage you not to feel as though you have to spend a certain amount or 
have a certain number of gifts bought for every single, you know, child or person in your life because you don't have kids. You do what feels right for you. You gift how you want to gift. And that's the whole point. It's a gift. So people should feel grateful regardless of the size or the monetary amount or anything. I mean, it is a gift that you freely want to give someone. That's the whole definition. That's the whole point. And society needs to realize and cut out the expectation that just because we don't have children that we have more money, because again, it's not a direct correlation. It's not a universal truth. And you decide what type of gifting works for you and your situation, what feels right for you. And that's what it is. And nobody else gets a say in that. And the fifth and final unfair expectation that happens a lot during the holidays to adult children that don't have kids is getting asked by that one relative or multiple ones, why don't you have kids yet? Or when are you going to have kids? And the expectation that when you pull into someone's driveway, you're going to get asked this. And it's really a shame because it doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to have anxiety when you pull up into someone's driveway knowing that you're going to get asked this question. It really needs to be brought to society's attention that any time of year, holidays or not, this is not an appropriate thing to ask anybody. You don't know your, their situation unless you've asked or personally walked in their shoes, had the same experience as them. You know, this is not something that is okay. This is not your business. This is not something that should be brought up and cause anxiety for those of us that don't have children every single time we walk into a new holiday event or any event for that long. And the way that obviously we've had this asked of us a lot over the years and the way that we respond to this, you can go a lot of different ways with it. You can be brutally honest. You can be rude if that you know puts people off enough that they don't ask. But obviously family is family and you want to try to keep it intact and not burn those bridges as much as you may be willing to with someone that's a stranger or you don't know as well. So the way that we have handled it over the years, if we get asked this question, is we just say we tried and it didn't work out and we leave it at that. And a lot of times, at least in our experience, that's been enough to have that person stop the conversation. Because when you say that, that's being honest, but not honest to a point of being rude or providing more information than we're comfortable providing. It's honesty to the point that the other person understands what that means on a base level and feels uncomfortable enough not to continue the conversation. So we just say, we tried, it didn't work out. And then if they end up do following up with further questions like, well, you're still young, you still have time, like then we would tend to get a little bit more forceful with it and, you know, really try to just shut that situation down by saying like, thank you for your concern. Thank you for asking, but it's really none of your business or we're not comfortable talking about that. You know, let's let's talk about something else. Try to re redirect the conversation. It's just an unfortunate reality for those of us without children 
that this question is going to get asked of us, especially around the holiday season, because there are a lot of people who announce during the holidays when friends and family are all gathered together that they are expected, are going to expand their family. So it is a common tradition to do that. And so inevitably, you know, the question comes up then. But if we can normalize not asking this question, it would really lessen the anxiety that I think a lot of us have around the holidays, knowing that this question would not necessarily come up and we wouldn't have to think of a creative answer if we don't have one. It'd be nice to be a quote-unquote normal person and just show up to an event and know that we're not going to have to relive our trauma or we're not going to have to be rude to someone that would be very much appreciated. So I hope this episode was helpful today. I hope that if any of these realities are yours and they resonate with you, I hope that some of the solutions I offered here today are ones that you can try for yourself and hopefully make the holidays less anxious for you. If you are still struggling and want more help or more guidance on how to navigate this and navigating a fertility journey in general in a way that still makes you feel valued and makes you feel like a human being, I would encourage you to head to my website, www.charliedice.com backslash free training. And I have a free about 17 minute training where I go through the three things that most helped me to overcome my infertility grief and to start my healing journey. So if that's something that resonates with you and you think would be helpful, it's completely free. Again, that is www.charliedice.com backslash free training. I'll also put that link in the show notes to make it as simple as possible for you to find I just want to say that I see you and I validate your feelings and I know that the holidays can be triggering for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but if you are an adult child that is, you know, childless or child-free, the holidays are tough and we do have to deal with things that those of us that have children don't have to. And hopefully by talking about it, and bringing awareness to it, we can begin to normalize the way that society treats us and the way that we look at ourselves during this time and learn to stand up for ourselves and advocate for what we need and how we feel. So if you've gotten anything out of this episode, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really does help the show and it helps me to know what you, my listeners, really want to hear about. So I appreciate it. I validate you. I see you. And I hope you have a less anxious holiday season this time around than previously. I will see you in next week's episode.